ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. And now your hosts, David Fairhead. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio, folks, friends, and fiends. We've got some of my favorite people in the house, plus one. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Should we surprise them? Or... Hey, I'm Lorianne Lane. And I'm Stacy Blood. And I'm Bobby Blood. Woohoo! Bobby Blood and of, who, of and brass, brass and Bass for the Bloody Nerve. Yes, that's right. Brass and Bass. I love that. And that's on that site. Uh, was it Dis- Discogs? Is that what it's called? Yeah. And that's where you find... Uh, Bobby Blood's music that I was just uh, about the oh gosh I loved it um, I was listening to a few things here uh, the the Blue Rose is it do you want to call it an EP if you have two songs is that how that works are you there did I lose yes. you there's a whole album okay the Blue oh, Rose. Yeah. I only got two songs when I went to the website ah I see yeah, yeah no there's a whole album that was done at that time on Epic okay yeah well my impersonal life was a song that I I really enjoyed. That's the first one that I heard. I was invited to play on that one, and when I listened to the orchestra and everything, I knew they were into some pretty neat music. So that's that's where it started for me. Well, I'm honored to have you on the show this time because it is the first time you're on. Not for these two cats. They've been on how many times now? Three, two. I don't know. I think three, like two or at least yeah, two or three. I yeah, because I, I got to preview uh, Place to Hide and uh, I, I, see, I mean Premiere. And, um, Find your love. Yes. Well, that goes without saying. I, I still boast about that song. It struck a bloody nerve with me, and that's the way yeah. it is. But uh, just great to have you guys back. And you bounced back from the fire that happened a while ago. Some people are still discovering that. You realize that when you get new people. Uh, they check out your biography. They're like, oh, my God, what happened to these people? I'm like, well, I mean, so how long did it take you to bounce back from that? Equipment about a wants, year. Everything, yeah. About a year or so, yeah. And uh, taste came from well, the embers, I guess. Well, uh, some of it did. Well, it's we were working on that when the we when were like mid album, right? Yeah, yeah, I, it's yeah about mid album, and then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we had we finished it. We went up in uh, at three o'clock in the morning with underwear and boots, driving up to Illinois. That's oh, all we wow. had, and wow. uh, then we uh, finished it up there. Yeah, well, that... thank God Stacy was pretty calm throughout the whole thing. He was able to save the uh, hard drive and oh the guitars and the, um, and the amp and the cats. <laughs> the cats. I remember the cats. Yeah, we, we talked. But that was my job. I was, I was oh chasing the cats around. Yeah, she was chasing the cats. I don't know where. I'm, you know, I'm not a very strong guy. And uh, <laughs> this, uh, this, this Fender Vibrolux has to weigh 40 pounds <laughs> or something. And uh, that's one of the. It's it's not very easy to carry. You wouldn't believe how fast I made it down those stairs <laughs> with that amp. It, it was like I was carrying a briefcase. That's was, adrenaline. That's adrenaline. That's adrenaline. There was yeah. a lot of it going. Yeah. How much? Well, you know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. No, yeah, we were living above a bar, so I guess you know. Right. He always was like talking to himself and trying to prepare himself in case something happened. You know, if there was a fire or whatever. Right. You right. know how he would act and. Well, that all goes back to the days in. back in Texas. I when I was a teenager because we had a lot of tornadoes, and I, what's always been on my mind is uh, how how am I going to save my gear? Yeah. It isn't how am I going to save my life or <laughs> anybody else. I actually we had one of those bad storms. I was, I was probably fifteen or sixteen or something, and we had one of these bad storms in Texas, and and. Dad's watching the radar, and yeah, my, my, my mom goes into the bathroom, and what's in the bathroom? My amp, my guitar <laughs> oh my is God. in the bathtub with a with a mattress over them. And <laughs> all the important stuff. Just yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's awesome. So, 
Yeah, and and then my whole life is on the hard drive, you know. These, oh yes. So I understand yeah. completely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had a bad storm just now, so I was worried whether or not we were going to be able to do this. But I'm glad you guys are back. Um, I, I you guys have been busy with interviews. I've noticed uh, quite a few in the past two years, maybe. And one thing that stuck out, and I want the listeners to know, uh, Lori said um, how taste doesn't fit any pre-selected boxes. It makes it unsafe. <laughs> I love that. Um, that was at the Rock and Load <laughs> interview, I guess. Um, and, yeah, dangerous is great because, yeah, you guys have your own sound, and that's what people need to know. Well, Holy danger God. is her middle name. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, she's from Queens, so... <laughs> I'm packing as we speak. No, just great. Actually, I'm I'm holding in my hands here because I, I have two copies of it now on vinyl. Uh, I have the Bloody Nerve Taste on vinyl, and the day I got it, Stacy, you sent this to me. The day I got both of them, actually, um, my our old record player died, so I, I have <laughs> been unable to play this vinyl. The record player is from like 1978, you know, so I, I need to buy oh. a new one. But hey, I'm buying the CD and definitely getting a shirt or two because my mom wants one too. So. Yeah, oh, cool. I, I've been getting a lot of vinyl, and it's only since I've been getting it that my record player decided to die. Get uh, a like, TIAC. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, the TIAC is good. I guess Amazon might even have that, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, a really good turntable. It's not overly expensive. It's a what's a TIAC TN three hundred. How's your album sound? And they're all they're and they're all beautiful. It comes with a good cartridge and everything. Do you prefer the vinyl sound over the CD and MP three? <sighs> oh. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think I do, but only for a few reasons. Okay. And it's it's weird to talk about this because someone from my generation, because generations before, that's all there was. So this is nothing new to yeah, them. Yeah, I know, Stacy. <laughs> Don't remind but, me. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what, what, what happens with vinyl is that with, with CD and digital, I think you can accomplish the same thing with CD and digital because I don't, I don't think mm -hmm. it's the wax itself that makes it appealing. Mm -hmm. I think it's the fact that when they mix and master for vinyl, there are certain things you have to do with the recording, and that is you have to trim off the the extra frequencies that the human ear isn't that responsive to Interesting. Uh, like super highs and super lows. You can get that on digital cause you have the headroom to put that all on there. Like some of the sub frequencies you hear in dance music and all of that yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't get that. That doesn't play very well with vinyl. So it just so happens that the way they used to mix and the analog gear is part of it that they used to use the transistors and all that, the tubes that they used to go through to record this stuff. Right, right. Uh, it isn't even the tape itself. It's it, it's it it was it was the way they did. It was just good old fashioned know how with frequencies and knowing. Uh, I think what what I'm trying to say is it's just just a, a a happy accident that the same frequencies that play nicely with vinyl are the same ones that rest upon the human ear nicely. So what does dad what does dad have to say about that? Well, you know the uh, the mixing when the radio industry was really getting golden when people were commuting after the war through the 50s, through the rock and roll revival, and into the 60s, people listened to music often in their car in that one little speaker in the center of the dash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The, uh, the cars in the 50s and 60s didn't come with sound systems and speakers in the back, and records were mixed hot so that they sounded really good in a car that's rolling down the road with the windows down, mm -hmm. And it was, you know, some of the early Rolling Stones things like Get Off My Cloud. Those are hot. They're very hot, uh, hot mixes. Mm -hmm. But they were they were that way so that they would really pop on the, on the air. Absolutely. I grew up with that uh, AM radio. My dad's uh, Buick uh, Skylark at the time, actually. That was a 68, but still the radio. I mean, those little black buttons that you had, you had to push in. <laughs> oh boy, I'm really dating myself. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. Um, so I've heard "Place to Hide," "Local Honey," "Paint Shop," "Find Your Love" played all four songs. Really excited to hear some of these other ones that I keep staring at on this vinyl. Uh, uh, "Changing Mind," "Luminol." What's "Luminol"? What does that mean? Luminol? Yeah, forgive me. I don't know what that is. Uh, luminol is that stuff that they spray on a crime scene that you can see the blood ah. when you light it up with a UV light. Okay, I'm going to get abused for not knowing that. Okay, very cool. You know, you really want to hear it now, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you bet. Strange, Long Way Home, at, a Prayer at Night, and She. Did any of this come after the fire? I, I think you said you, you, some of it did. Were, like, influenced by? No. No. I don't think any of that was. No, it really wasn't. Uh, I, uh, I 
lot we of had, it was work we treks had, at that time. So uh, was it finished? Long Way Home was after. Hmm. Yeah, but we, we were in the middle Luminol of working was on after. that. We were in the middle of working on all of those. So you, yeah, th- so these were an escape. You weren't even yeah. in that frame of mind. Oh, we no. just had this huge fire and lost everything almost. And but uh, yeah, okay. I was just curious because you know that things uh, like I mean, that. I was more like, man, I got an album to finish. I yeah, mean, like, I immediately we, we got right to work I know replacing all of our gear. You know, mm-hmm. we had some friends help us out. Our parents oh, help yeah. us out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our former co-workers we've known for years all came out to we oh, got really lucky great. i mean yeah even the guy at guitar center knew about our story and gave us like 40 percent off of everything Jeez. i mean and i had to get it all again everything name it i Cable. mean we had nothing me and me and me and Lori ended up at walmart the next day buying toothbrushes and socks and all underwear and every that's how bad it was that's unreal. what we didn't have no unreal and i'm gonna so, knock on wood right now because that's just that's insane I, so yeah. i think it was i, th- I think luminol and uh we had Strange, I think. We had Strange. We had Long Way Home. Uh, we were working on that one. Okay. And Prayer at Night. Prayer at Night's not. was later. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, a lot of the tracks, it was, it was about half and half. A lot of the skeletons were still there. Some of the drum tracks were right. there, but we mm-hmm. hadn't done all the tracks. Some of the vocal tracks hadn't been mm-hmm. done. So, But it was interesting because we had to change rooms. And I lost my Telecaster. So I was, I was, oh, uh, I turned into a Strat guy, like halfway through the album. Oh, so my the God. Album started me playing a telecaster and then i ended up with uh playing strat that's but a story I, right there well one of the good things too that happened is that you know my my dad has always been in the band as the bass player mm-hmm. and, and he was in in illinois and I, we were in nashville that's about three hours away so uh we were having to fly tracks back and forth and when we finally wanted to do recordings he had to haul all the way down from illinois to cut tracks and then we were all in the same. We were living downstairs in the basement of their house and for nine months before we moved back here. And so we, we got to all be close together. We got to work on stuff every night, and, and that actually made things better. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. there, 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 were, there was a lot of things that were, you know, the fire is unfortunate, but there was a lot of things about the album that were fortunate because mm-hmm. uh, obviously that's, you know, I'm, I'm pretty married to the Strat sound now, and that's all over the album now. And then we got to work closely on this stuff. And, and then Lori loses her dad in October, and then we yeah. had to stop. And then she comes back from that, and then she's sick. And I think she sang Paint Shop with the flu or Oh, something. yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, I didn't I know did. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of drama. We're the, a lot we're of the, drama, we're the, but we're, drama we're over that now. And yeah, but it's going to pay off, I think. I think now, finally, I right? Don't so. you think? Yeah, I, think yeah. I hope so. Well, let's uh, give them, I hate to say that. Oh, God. I, let's give them a taste. <laughs> um, what do you say? Place to hide? What do you think is a good way to rip into it? Uh, From the beginning? <laughs> you can do that. I mean, that is a single. You want to do that? Um, Why don't you do Luminol? What about Luminol? about Luminol? Yeah. All right. Oh, he doesn't have it on CD. Uh, not uh, yet, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Yeah. Um, no, I'll take care of that. Yeah, let's do well, Luminol. I, I, can, I, can, I can zip you over the MP3 for that. That's fine. I'll put it together. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just, I don't know why that one stuck out. But yes. All right, let's do Luminol right now. And this is off the Taste album, the long-awaited Taste album. I, I saw, too, that you guys got this over in the UK uh, in 2016. You got released. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we did. We have Place to Hide. Very cool. And yeah. I, I want to ask your response. Yeah, what's what was the response on that? Are they digging it? Oh yeah, yeah. Re- the the response was actually really good. We did a a pretty low key PR campaign out mm-hmm. there. We didn't get to mm-hmm. go tour or anything. We were kind of pretty much just testing the, testing waters, the waters out there yeah. and and like you, I mean, we got a really good response. Mm-hmm. You know, we were we were very very happy with it. So we're you know that's you know we're wanting to go that way and really mm-hmm. uh, you know we're going to do some regional stuff here first and you know finally. You know, start. You know, we're working on tracks for the new album. We're kind of doing everything all at the same time. I understand. So that, that's that, the only that's way us. I get things done, and it's it's a shame, but I need that kind of pressure. I don't know, but it sounds like you do too. Well, there's a lot of new material in the works. <laughs> well, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I know that they love uh, blues, American blues overseas in the UK. And I, actually, my clients where I work, I I, I, sp- I speak to them all the time, and they're all in the UK, and they love. What you the stuff that you guys do that is what they're looking for because I guess they just can't do it over there. <laughs> well, they they do a lot of good blues over there. They actually for real? rediscovered. Well, yeah, they actually rediscovered okay, it in the sixties, right. David. Late and coming. <laughs> no, I understand, but not no. I think I still feel like that's 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 an American thing. John Mayall, Eric Clapton. You've heard of those cats, <laughs> of course, of course. I know. 
slow hand himself. No, but actually, uh, the the UK is very broad with their rock and roll. Um, Mm -hmm. Their radio station, Planet Rock, over there, it literally is Planet Rock. They do all rock. I I love that. You'll hear everything. They just throw it all together. And that was something me and Laurie had, had to get, get used to because too. we've got like death metal guys you know, <laughs> following us on Twitter Trivium. thinking, oh, man, you know, like- we really like this. And here it's unusual here in the U.S. for death metal people to really be liking the blues music. It's- Trivium and then Place the Hide was kind of strange. Hey, that's, yeah, that's all right. No, I, so yeah. I, I think it's great. But hey, that's know, my playlist. That's my playlist. I, I, are you kidding me? I go from one to the next. I, there's some death metal I've actually played on here. There's been some good bands, actually, um, usually down south <laughs> um all right let's do all right we're gonna do luminol for everybody to get a taste and um we'll get right back with uh the bloody nerve Lorianne lane and uh stacy blood and, um, and bobby blood of course all right thanks guys for tuning in see you in a little bit the tv's flickering Late at 2 a.m. Accepting the soft kill, at least right up to then. Cause that's when the phone startled me, a whisper made my name. Yeah, she was desperation, and I was walking pain. I guess she's back on the wine. I won't fall this time, no There's always something in the way There's always another price to pay Always taking my sunshine Not enough to petition I'm not blind but I'm in every word It's all just repetition And if you think my eyes are a little sinister Maybe you got me wrong I live against the grain, little thing Go back to where you belong Go on folks friends and fiends thank you so much for hanging on i hope you enjoyed luminol um there'll be more from the bloody nerve trust me they're still here with us and i've it's been brought to my attention like i said all the best conversations are off the air um bobby blood has some stories he's been around and uh i don't know where to begin with him but he's had what a half dozen bands more than that (laughs) quite a few well you go ahead start from the beginning well, I was born. <laughs> and I don't remember a lot of that. Let's fast forward a little bit. <laughs> now, I got, I've always been interested in music. Uh, through school, through high school, I was studying to be a jazz trumpet player. That was my first, first instrument, first love. And I went to the University of North Texas, which is a real uh, prominent school of music, particularly jazz focus. And uh, this... The summer of 1966, a friend and I decided to go see what the West Coast was like. Uh, We grew up in Texas, never really been anywhere. So we got on a plane one day and landed that evening in Hollywood, or at LAX, and uh, some friends picked us up, and we went to work right away uh, practicing, and there was a booking agent booking some, some, some gigs for these guys. And one thing led to another, and uh, I got a really nice offer, uh, ended up spending the rest of that summer in Hawaii, and came back and decided uh, if I stayed in school, I'd be probably qualified to be a, a, a probably mediocre high school band teacher. Or if I wanted to play music, I'm playing it now, and I'm in the place you need to be in the 60s. So that, nice. was, a, that was an easy decision. Very cool. 
Yeah. And so I worked uh, with, with a couple of different people, uh, uh, a singer, Nooney Rickett, who uh, was well-known on the West Coast at that time. For a, worked with him for a couple of years. Had the occasion to meet some really great folks that would come to see. It was a very good band. I met the, a lot of the Three Dog Night guys, oh, Joe Shermery, Michael Alsop. Uh, I have seen them three times. My dad took me to see them um, in Westbury. Uh, Laura, you know Westbury. Westbury yeah. Music Fair. I mm-hmm. saw them three times there. I was a huge Three Dog Night fan growing up. But go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, when we would play Phoenix in 67, uh, Corey would be there at night, and, and Joe Shermie, Mike Alsop would be coming to hear hear this this fellow I mentioned, Nooney Ricketts, sing. He was an, an unbelievable singer. And in 71, I uh, was working behind, uh, if you remember, Gail McCormick. She was the singer from Smith. They had the big hit "Baby, It's You" uh, at that time. I do know that. I was working with her, and we did about thirty uh, three dog night dates. So I got to actually play with them too. Oh and, my uh, god! It, it was it was nice since by then we had known each other for four or five years. A lot of fun. Did you ever come up north with uh, three dog night, or was it just strictly out west? Uh, uh, well, we did the whole country. Uh, did you go to New York? I, I mean, any we, chance I saw you in the eighties? <laughs> Uh, no, we did. Okay. I think the Cow Palace in Chicago. Um, we on that date we didn't do New York. Okay. We did some. Uh, we did Baltimore, Atlanta, Dallas, uh, Phoenix, Tucson, Minneapolis. We were all over the place. That's exciting. No, I, I honestly, I love that band. That's one of the first ones that. Uh, well, the Beatles, of course. Me and my dad agreed with, and the Stones. But um, yeah, that was one where me and him could like meet halfway. Because <laughs> uh, oh, they could... they were fantastic, fantastic yeah, players. Uh, I first saw them in the summer of '68. I ran into Joe Shermie in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and he had come from Phoenix. Told me about uh, hey, I'm working with this band, and and you know we, we're going to do this little pre kind of kind of a. a coming out party at the whiskey uh, mm. tonight. So I'll put you on the list. Why don't you guys come and see us? So there, the place was full of record people and they had released, they were just releasing the first album and they, it was unbelievable. They were very strong in a nightclub <laughs> and, mm. and it was quite an, you know, Corey did try a little tenderness. They, they <laughs> did the whole first album, which Actually, I don't know if you know or not, that first album was largely recorded live in the studio. They sang in a booth, the band played live, and there was not many overdubs. I did not. I had it on cassette. No, I did not notice that. Or know that, rather, I should say. But I got yeah, to see well, them. I'm, I'm sure when you saw them, you realized they, they sound just like their records live. Unbelievable. And, uh, they, they were pretty amazing. Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah. yeah. I liked them once, and my dad just kept buying tickets every year they came around. So, all right, let's go. So I'm with Edgar Winter, too. He uh, jammed with them for a bit, which was interesting. Um, right. So what came after that? Um, after that, um, in 72 is when Blue Rose came, came into being, uh, that album. Uh, I played on two cuts or three cuts on the on the album, and then uh, Terry Furlong, who was the leader of the group and the kind of songwriter he wrote in Personal Life, uh, asked me to come down and uh, he was going to put a band together at the old. I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, kind of legendary Brass Ring Club in the Valley. Mm. Uh, no. It was an amazing place. You never knew who would who would show up there. Graham Parsons, Ringo Starr. The, oh, all, it was kind of where the who's who people showed up outside of Hollywood. And so we we showed up in the afternoon. He he knew I'd played on the record. I think I was the only guy that had. So he had a drummer that had done a cup done some stuff with him, and, and uh, a little kind of shy guy with with a little Wurlitzer piano came in, and he wanted to audition. So we kicked off a couple of songs, and and at one point Terry said, "Well, you know, if we play this club while we're." We're getting ready to tour. I don't want to sing all night, so can anybody else sing a song? So this little piano pair said, well, uh, I, I, I could sing something. So he says, okay, well, what do you want to sing? And he says, well, I, I can sing Driving Wheel. Do you guys know it? And, and we said, sure, yeah, we could do Driving Wheel. So we kicked it off, and he started singing, and it was 18-year-old Michael McDonald. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And he was and he was really good. <laughs> so he made the band, needless to say. He worked with us for uh 
I guess we were to, we were together uh, six or eight months. So when I met, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask you, like, when did you decide that you were going to start doing your own thing? Well, when you're in, engulfed in music, you do everything you can do. Hmm. Your thing, something with Michael and I and a couple of the other, well, there was about five of us that would work gigs wherever they were in the San Fernando Valley, in Los Angeles, because in those days you wanted to be around to do recording dates, but you also wanted to eat, so mm -hmm. you needed gig money. And we had about five of us that if anybody got a a, a line on a club or a, maybe a rapport with a, a club owner and could say, hey, I, I, we're available, you know, the next Friday, Saturday night. Uh, and then they would call and go, hey, I got this gig. You guys be there at 8 o'clock, you know. And, and <laughs> these club owners wouldn't realize the, the, the kind of people that were coming to perform for them. Uh, Michael was always there. We had a... One of the drummers from Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, my, wow, jeez. My, my good friend, Chris Moster, who uh, we worked together in so many horn situations on with Blue Rose, with Sylvester. Uh, we, we just really enjoyed working together. He's, uh, he's been with the Eagles for about 20 years, uh, up until, of course, now they're really not. They're not doing anything now. Right. Oh, I want to tell people, too, Sylvester, he is talking about the 70s disco Sylvester. Some of my folks might know that. Yeah, he, he, he had a career, and, of course, he had a couple of big hits in, in the disco vein. Mm -hmm. We all worked with him for a couple of years before the disco, mm -hmm. and that was Chris, myself, uh, uh, James Quill Smith, who played guitar for uh, John Mayall, and uh, Travis Fullerton that worked with Rita Coolidge, Stephen Stills, uh, just a whole a whole oh <laughs> bunch of really really good people. That was a a really kicking band. Hey Stacy, where you been hiding this guy? Oh uh, what? Uh, what? Huh? Yeah, what? I know, right? Yeah, he's gonna get his own show, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. You know what? Um, I let's see here. I know somebody has some questions for you guys, so I don't know if you are ready to field some questions. Sure. 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 Uh, all right. Well. We'll get to. Oh, she is a friend of mine. Um, Martise from the Pop Off is going to be calling in shortly because she fell in love with you guys. So um, uh -huh. yeah, it was almost like immediate. I, I said I'm doing a show with them, um, and she's like, "Oh well, I can't come over, but uh, can I call in?" I'm like, oh, of course, of course. But um, yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens here. I'm, I don't know what she's going to ask you. I have no idea. She's pretty professional. <laughs> she worked in radio too, so. Oh, good. Well, yeah. then she's not going to ask who, what our favorite color is. Right, right. Okay. That's strictly my question. Which is green, by the way. Black, like you know. my soul. <laughs> Black is your soul. Oh, my God. So what are, you, what are you guys listening to these days anyway? Are you listening to anything new? A lot of old blues. Yeah, because there's nothing new. It's really no. good right now. Yeah, it's, like, it's very well, depressing. Uh, yeah, I, I've been listening to a lot of really, really old blues stuff, yeah. like Charlie Patton and uh, Robert Johnson and uh, uh, a lot of Howlin' Wolf, Howlin which Wolf. is a yeah, little a newer than the old, really old stuff that I've been listening to. And uh, Well, of course, for the past week, we've been listening to nothing but C uh, Seattle and Soundgarden. Oh, oh we're going to get into Soundgarden in a little bit here. But first, yeah, I've got somebody on the line here. Um, Martis, are you with us? Hello, Martise. Yeah, I've got the bloody nerve on the line right now. We got Bobby Blood, Stacy Blood, and Lorian Lane, and now you. Hi. Hey, Martise. Thanks for calling in. It's kind of fun to do. Oh, okay. another one. <laughs> what do you got for them, Martise? What was that? What do you got for them? Like a sort of question? Yeah. Okay. So, well, me and Jay started, you know, listening to their music, obviously, because, you know, you told us about them. So, we took mm. a listen. Um, I love it. And here's my question for you guys, because uh, I'm assuming that you guys are still together, professional, obviously professionally, and uh, at home. <clears throat> so, how does that work? Ooh. Oh, that's, it's really smooth, actually. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we are a couple, you know. And we do music, and it's just, we, we, you know, we have the same likes, so it makes it easy. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, it's just a, we just have the same. It's just outlet. a natural flow, really. Yeah, really, it it, it works very, very well. We're, we, we, we it's, it's just other. totally together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
you get well, and that. Another, the thing about that is you know the, who you can trust. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's really important. And and I think what what's really important about the relationship is that uh, in regard to trust, there's also creative trust, too. It's uh-huh. like if, if Lori says, dude, that that track that sucks. Right? OK, then I'm like, OK, well, it probably sucks. I'll, you know, <laughs> I can take her word for it. And we just were, you know, it's you know, whenever we got together, it was, re- you know, we, we just started really moving towards a, a mutual direction because we were both doing solo, solo, uh, work, solo right. work. She had done a bunch of solo work, um, you know, God, back in her days in New York, in New York. and in Miami and mm-hmm. all of that. And I had done my own solo thing. And so we were doing solo stuff at the same time. And it was just like, you know what? And then we, we, well, we I started singing on your stuff. Yeah. We, we just started gradually. Then I'd help with some stuff over here with some mixes like, what are we or doing? something and all of that. And we're just like, why don't we just do something together? Cause, and then we just, Hey, let's just, start a band, start a band. <laughs> and then, uh, it, and it just all works. And we, we both completely believe in the direction of where we're going. We're, we we're, we're true to it. Yeah. The vision is there. Um, uh, our we don't, voices worked like we were just like, wow, wait, We've well, I, I had to. I really had to improve my singing a bit to sing with Lori. <laughs> it's like here would be me, and then she goes, "Ah, and blow me out of there!" I'm like, "I better get loud quick because this isn't this isn't working too well." <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I, I I think in a few ways we both had to up our games to reach this point where we've ended up where we're at. Just just to just to 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 do what the vision is right. to 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 pull it oh, off. Oh, I definitely had to amp up my vocals too, for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's a different style. Mm-hmm. We've we both. Yeah, kinda... I don't. I don't. I I definitely. I'm st- I sing a lot stronger. And that got me in even more trouble because then I had to double. Right. <laughs> my game. Right. So yeah, but yeah, it it works really really well. There's yeah, we, there's we never really any problems. Yeah. All right. Good question. Jeez. Yeah. Very good. Dave's here too. He and he got some questions for you. Hey, oh, oh, oh no, Jay, Jay, yeah. Jay, hey Jay. Yeah, Jay. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Good. Good. <laughs> I had an opportunity I got on SoundClick, and I really enjoyed the music. My favorite song on there was Local Honey. I listened to it three times. Woo, yeah. Right. That was actually, I, uh, that's 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 the song that saved our life. That is the song that saved our life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I listened yeah. to it three times. I really enjoyed that song, so anybody didn't hear it, come on SoundClick, listen to Um, And I, like, but the thing I read, I went online and I was reading about your backstory. Now you want to tell those people about that house fire that y'all yeah. went through? <laughs> We've covered that, but yeah, but I'm sure. Oh, actually, yeah. actually, we can tell a new that. story here since you're talking about local honey. The, yeah. the really the reason we're alive. <laughs> what happened? Is because uh, I was up really late mixing that song. About two in the morning. Just, I was I was really I was what? Did we lose them? No, we're here. No, we're- Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, well, I was up really late mixing that song. I was having a lot of problems with it, and I was just really a bear. It was my, just, I just, every night I was just having problems with it mixing, and, and we were usually going to bed around midnight or so, and I was up till two mixing that song. And that fire happened at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And we were, we were wide awake, you know, we were just starting to go to bed. Uh, yeah, we, we actually went to lay in bed. But we were still awake, and that's, and... so... I we were awake smoke. and we and we barely got out of there. If we would have been asleep, we oh would. yeah, I, I was laying there and I'm like, "Do you smell something?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden, now we're like, "Oh God, the place is on fire!" Yeah, and we had was... like less than two minutes to get out of there. The song saved your life. So the yeah, song "Local, local honey. honey" saved our yeah, life. That, yeah, yeah, mixing that one is why we were awake. You guys there? But I really appreciate it. I'm happy you like that song. It's oh, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah, and I saw your video on YouTube when you dedicated to uh, Chris Conley. You mean Chris Cornell? Oh, Chris Cornell. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I got a chance to listen to it because I wasn't really familiar with it. So, you know, I got this. And I said, this girl's bad because when you go and smoke, you know, and you're still singing, I said, that's a bad, bad chick right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad chick. <laughs> that's the New Yorker in me, you know? <laughs> Those were the good old days. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, I quit smoking, so it's been three years for Stacey and I. We quit. But, um, good for you guys. Yeah, yeah. That almost was the, almost I was smoking four years in, the, in September. Actually, yeah, almost four years now. Believe me, we know how long it's been. But, uh, yeah, that was the Find Your Love video. Right. I was smoking yeah. in that video, yeah. Yeah, you guys liked that one. I know you did. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was beautiful. Thank you. That was, that was a lot of fun to do. I said, you definitely got that voice, and both guys got that voice, so, I mean, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, you know what? Well, we plan on it. I, I you know, I, I figure we should probably play uh, "Find Your Love." I was gonna, say, I, I play that one a lot, but 
we should probably play that one. What do you guys think? Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. All right. And what about you, Martise, Jay? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, you got something else for them before we play that? No, go ahead. Yeah, play on. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you guys calling in. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. All right, talk to you later. And that's Martise from The Pop-Off, folks. Check out her show. And, nice. uh, oh, they're really nice. Oh, they're oh man, yeah, her show is something else. Uh, they're not very nice on that show. <laughs> oh, we'll check it out. They're hysterical. So it's a it's a girls' forum, if you can imagine. <laughs> they give uh-huh. interesting advice. They're absolutely, they're really hysterical. You'll love it. <laughs> um, okay, let's do find your love, and I got to pay some bills as well, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll come back and end this thing. Unfortunately, we're gonna probably go out with something by Chris Cornell. I, oh boy, that's a rough one. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back, folks. Looking for a new place to try for date night or just to hang out with the family? Go to someone else's bar located at 3841 Willow Avenue, Pittsburgh, PA. Open Tuesdays to Saturday, 4 to 11. The kitchen is open every night until 11 p.m. Want to try a new brew? Try the revolving handle or the beer of the month. Food specials include... Wing Sale Wednesday, 20% off of 6 or 12 wings, and free celery upon request. New items include the fish wrap, grilled fish, fresh cut fries, homemade coleslaw, and a, and a wrap with your choice of sauce. Or the delicious burger quesadilla, ground Angus beef, choice of cheese, lettuce, tomato, add on any topping you would to a burger. To see more specials, menu, and directions, go to www.someoneelsesbar.com. Someone Else's Bar. Food, drinks, candy. Why go anywhere else? Blessed fine, you'll be released It was hard to say the least He went west, I went east And I just got back to Georgia With all those fires that I knew Wish that I could tell him I'd say I'm gonna find your love I'm gonna find your love I'm gonna find your love I'm gonna find your I was lost right away Time will heal, they used to say It's been so long in the fray It might as well be yesterday When I close my eyes I see them on that billboard in my mind I read them and they always say I'm gonna find you love I'm gonna find you love I'm gonna find you love I'm gonna find you Stands in the unknown, losing all that I own. See my love 
once been overthrown By this badge I should have left alone Now I don't have a lick of shame For this thing that I became Forever sucked into this game Called I'm gonna find your love I'm gonna find your love I'm gonna find your love I'm gonna find your How I Fell in Love with the Bloody Nerve. Find your love. Hope you guys like it. Um, and it is on their new album, Taste, which, my goodness, there's a lot of stuff on there I still have yet to hear. Um, so <laughs> you guys kind of branch off into so many directions, I don't even know where to take you sometimes. Uh, soap. Uh, you want to explain soap? That's what you use to make yourself not stink anymore. You, sometimes you use it in the bath or the shower. All right, all right. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> you said to explain soap. You're selling soap. You're, you're, you're peddling soap. You're going to have to make yourself more clear. It's rock and roll soap. No, no, no it's uh, this is, <laughs> and our, it's good uh, for you too. <laughs> well, we always try to think of merch that people can use and mm-hmm. can actually change their life. The okay. way. Yeah, we were contacted by a, mm-hmm. a friend mm-hmm. that she makes like artesian soaps. Yeah, she does. Uh, she's that's what she does. She 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 makes all these uh, really great soaps Beautiful. and uh, she all these different combinations uh, <clears throat> uh, and fragrances. And so she was like, "Well, I, I, I want to make some bloody nerf soaps of you." And so we thought of some ideas, and then me and Lori were like, "You know what? Why don't we come up with just a whole new signature series of soaps?" So mm-hmm. these soaps, what they are, they're we formulated what we wanted them to smell like and what we wanted to have mm-hmm. them look like and what was in them. We and wanted we said, you to have like an emotional connection to this. There's like idea. six varieties, right? Five. five. There's five. Okay. And it took eight months for us to make. I got to be that honest with you. I was a little concerned about um, where your heads were when that happened. But it ends up, you know, when you have, when you have a platform, you may as well, you know, use it. And uh, for different things, because nobody's buying anything anymore. But if you can have a variety of things... <laughs> yeah, yeah more, we wanted to do something chance. totally different, and you, totally out of the box, <laughs> you, you know, totally but also relevant to, you know, music. Well, so, so, soap so, has a little saying to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so, something that's quality. You know, we yeah. want to offer some quality that people can really use. And, you know, and, and, and it's fun. You know, all of the soaps have a different name. Mm-hmm. They have wonderful names. Uh, yeah. They're real blues-oriented <laughs> names. Uh, 20 to Life, <laughs> Ball in the Jack, Cheating Heart. Killing Floor and Motel Fix. Yeah, I'll be buying that one. Oh yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, yeah. All right, so but they're actually um, there's a whole list of items underneath uh, that they're actually good for your soap. Not like the you know the soaps we get in the store. Like, oh no it, no yeah the real these deal. Are, yeah. Yes yes they're they're all like a, a bloody non GMO non gluten you know you. fragrance you know yeah. Um, so that it's, it's all very good for your skin. You know, you have goat's milk and all of these wonderful fragrances. Um, so yeah, but there's a list of exactly what's, you know, um, what's in them mm-hmm. and baby read one of the sayings off of, of, of like 20 to life. Re- read what, uh, we wrote there. Oh, the prose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all come with a nice, uh, a nice bit of prose so you can get it in the mood. It says, Warehoused and homogenized, a man who is no more doing 20 to life. Better days past, wear a jacket of sweet leather swagger. The last rays of warmth emerge in the hints of honeysuckle that preserve his best memory of her. Now, would you not want to use that soap or what? So it's got the scent of leather in there. 
Right. These are the fortune cookies of cleanliness. <laughs> that's right. That's, it, it is kind of. So you can make it a – so they all have their own so world. They and, own. and they're actually a nice size bar. They're uh, four ounces. So, so when it, Yeah, and, I saw uh, that. I did see that. Um, so in a time where rockers are turning to vineyards and everything else, you went a completely different turn. And I admire that once again. Um, tell them where to find it. I'm pretty sure it's on your site because mm-hmm. I saw it there. Yeah, pretty much you can buy everything at our site. You can get any of the five um, – if, if you buy two, it's free shipping. So I'd recommend buying two. And uh, go to thebloodynerve.com forward slash store. Very cool. And that's where you know you can get our, our uh, CD and vinyl LP. You can get all that stuff there, too. Is Bobby still there with you, too? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I got to ask him, what did you think of all this? I like selling stuff. that was a safe answer (laughs) well i you know i think a a prerequisite to selling music is having the skill to sell anything if if you can make a a wedding party of people that are families that haven't gotten together in years that all (laughs) don't get along and you can get them dancing and having fun at a wedding reception you can sell anything well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Um, on that note, I, I'm curious, too. When was the first time that Bobby and you guys jammed together? I'm, I'm sure it's years ago now. But what was like? What was the turning point where you brought him on board or he decided to play with you? It was in 1995, what? I think, in California. Wow. Stacy showed me a song that he had written. And I went, oh, my gosh, you wrote that, huh? Let me get my bass out. And that was exactly where we started doing things together. Oh, that's so cool. Is that skeleton still around somewhere? Somewhere. In a oh, place. yeah. There's plenty somewhere. of skeletons. Yeah, we were living in San Luis Obispo, California at that time. That is so cool. Very cool. Oh, you definitely answered my question there. Now, um, uh, well, we lost Chris Cornell. You guys did this cover I, I none of us is none of us uh, nobody i know is over this one no. uh, i can't piece it together i just saw him last year he was happy no. he was amazing yep. what made you guys pick super unknown to cover i think that's the way i was feeling about it you know it's uh, it just seemed to work well me and Lori were talking she was saying you know what she uh, she said um <laughs> what one of the things about this is that we're never going to know what really happened yeah. No matter what, no matter what the anybody says or whatever the reports are, we're never going to know exactly you have a million what happened. questions, and you're never going to have any answers. So, mm-hmm. and it's to us, it's kind of like the super unknown, and it always yeah. will be the super unknown. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah. All right. That, I I thought that might be an angle you were taking because yeah, I, it just totally yeah. We're never going to know. We're not uh-huh. going to know. And we're not going to know. Completely shocking. We're not going to know his pain. Uh, no. We're not going to know what we, he was going through. We don't know what, what triggers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and the drugs. I mean, the, the Ativan on top of whatever else. Maybe. I mean, that's a. That's... It's all strange. It's all really disturbing. And he had he had he was home that morning with his family, and then flew back out for the show. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah just horrifically sad, and what a loss. And um, you guys did this incredible cover. And I, I just, I love it. It's actually, yeah, a lot of my friends are actually loving on it, too. Especially Martise, who just called in a little bit ago. Um, before we play that, uh, is there any announcements, uh, any tour dates, anything you want to say? Uh, of course, you should plug where people can buy your stuff. No, not right now. Any, We don't have any official tour dates um, yet. We're going to be out playing locally here in Nashville soon. So cool. But you'll be the first to know about that stuff. And, um, you know, we're we're recording. You know, we're always recording. So yeah, we're, we're keeping we're, busy. Yeah, we are keeping busy, but nothing really official at this point. And, yeah, I mean, any of our, any of our uh, goods uh, can be at, uh, uh, gotten at the bloodynerve.com forward slash store and, there you, you go. Get to date with everything there, so very cool, very cool. As always, folks, I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Haven't been really twittering too much lately. I, I just kind of, I don't know. Some we haven't. <laughs> they kind of, it kind of pisses me off. I find some great bands like you guys, but um, I don't like the Wild West mentality of it, and it's a mean place. So I, I don't know. It is. I'll be back on, I'm sure. But um, as always, you can hit me up at kettlewhistleradio at gmail dot com. And um, you guys, uh, what can I say? Uh, wait, do you also have an email for people to hit you up, or do we not cover that? Uh, you can contact us at our, at our website. Just yeah, just go to thebloodynerve.com, or or you can uh, uh, find us at Facebook. Probably it's probably easier to send us a message on Facebook. We're we're really good at responding. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah, spot. that's 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 a good spot. 
All right, very cool, very cool. Um, I, I, I do want to say this, that uh, earlier I mentioned I could not get Sylvester out of my head, and it's My Country, Tis of Thee. <laughs> that, that song just jams. I came into the, the, the studio getting it hot and ready, and I'm sitting here, I, I can't get the bass line out of my head, Bobby. Um, I, it, it was just like, really, I, do you play on that one? I play horns on that one. Okay, uh, okay. Carrie Hatch played bass on that, and uh, that started as a jam in the studio between... <sighs> real song cuts and like i said fantastic musicians and this little thing just kind of started the way it sounds on the record is the way it began and uh the engineer just started rolling tape okay yeah, and then okay. we went back and wrote the horn parts and added the horn parts to it and sylvester just went nuts and sang all that <laughs> thing the first the only time through just pure funk um I, i'm yeah, guessing yeah. it's discogs folks but is it www dot disc D-I-C, D-I-S-C-O-G-S? Yeah, really what, what that is, that's, that's the largest archive of album and release band okay. artist information that you can find online. I mean, okay. you, can, you can find any LP release from just about any band, um, what printings of those LPs. It's, it's a major, major database, and it, it, it is a good place to find pretty much anything. You can actually find the Sylvester stuff on uh, Spotify or iTunes. Sure. Um, all that stuff's there. Um, uh, Blue That's Rose still in release on Geffen, I think, isn't it? Yeah, both, yeah, both they, albums. Yeah, yeah, they they released the uh, yeah. It was a it was a compilation. They bizarre. did both albums together. Um, bizarre album. Yeah, bizarre and uh, the Scratch My Flower, uh, the original. Check it out, folks. Seriously, Kettle Whistle Radio also on iTunes, folks, and it's free. How about that? Um, and as we speak, these guys don't care, but the Nashville Predators are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins for the Stanley Cup Finals. And you guys don't like hockey. So that's all I'm going to say about that. However, what I want you guys to check out, I don't know if you guys listen to it or not. One of my favorite interviews ever was with Amanda Wiz. It looks like Weiss, but she pronounced it Wiz. She played Tina in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Check it out. It's about five or six episodes ago. And her talking about Wes Craven was just, like, amazing. And she's a friend of mine now, and just a fantastic interview. Check it out, guys. Go back and oh, check it out. Yeah, yeah. This is a good one to check out. Um, just saying. And uh, you can find all my shows at uh, www.fairlydarkproductions.com. All the Kettle Whistle radios are there. And if you want our other shows like Martise's The Pop-Off, www.society-13.com. Oh, it's a mouthful. Whew. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, good to be here. Good to, good, good, to, uh, good to hear your voice again. Uh, yeah, it, it's good to have a voice again. And I got a book coming out, Fiends of the Flesh, coming out, folks. It's an anthology with a bunch of authors that I put together. More on that some other time. Oh, and since I talked to you guys last, I've been in five movies. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you get your head chopped off in all of them or just some of them? Um, I die in almost all of them. Uh, <laughs> my head gets blown off in one. I get shot. Yeah, twice. I get my head blown off twice. Um, my Uncle John is a zombie. That's one. But yeah, more on that some other time. Uh, maybe I'll have you guys co-host when that show, that, those movies come out. Well, you need to do a uh, you need to do a demo uh, like a reel of all of your deaths. <laughs> Let's see. Oh yeah, that's about yeah easily four. I don't think the fifth one I die in. Uh, but yeah, anyway, more on that some other time. Uh, so super unknown. We're gonna do that. Let's do it. All right. Thank we you love so you, much. Chris. Great. Yeah. Oh geez. R.I.P. Chris. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah, I hate to go out on so, uh, a sad note, but you guys, you know what? This song makes me happy. All right. And thanks for listening. You guys want to say goodnight? Goodnight, world. Goodnight. <laughs> Take care. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www. 
www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs>
Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid. Electric acid.